Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Wrap right here on the Fight Game Media Network. Happy Monday to you all as we begin a brand new week recapping the week that was for WWE. The first week of 2024 is in the books, and we got a lot to talk about with you guys today. I'm Keela Cash, and by my side, as always, is my co-captain, my right hand, the sometimes advocate for the rapidly improving Von Wagner. I bring to you back on the free feed of Fight Game Media, Salty Scott Young. Welcome back, Salty. Thank you for having me, Keela. As always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. It was a good week. You know, everything's good. Things are fine. Um, yeah, you know, it was a good week. The reg- regular old week in WWE at this point. Good week. A regular old week, you say. And we went live on YouTube on Monday. Nothing regular about that. As we had a very surprised appearance by The Rock. You know, basically saying that he's ready to sit at the head of the table, challenging Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman shut that down as we'll get to shortly. But let's talk about the fact that CM Punk comes back nearly two months ago and WWE sets all social media records with his views upon his return to WWE in Chicago at Survivor Series. And merely a month and a half later, The Rock shatters those records by disappearing in a 20 minute segment on Monday Night Raw that drew over 2 million viewers for that quarter. Yeah, everybody's just like, sorry, Cody. It looks like 41's a better destination for you there, pal. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I don't know, but it is, things things are booming. And, uh, you know, who knows what else is coming down the pipeline. But, yeah, business is good. Business is very good. I think that Lance Storm is the only other person that agrees with me that agrees with me that maybe Elimination Chamber is a viable play. But at this point, based on what the numbers say, I am afraid that Cody will probably finish his story at WrestleMania 41 at a location to be determined. I still think it happens at WrestleMania. I still think it happens this year. I still think he beats Roman this year, but... Um... You know, we'll talk about that at some point down the road. But, yeah, I still think the story gets finished, for Cody at least, this year. You think so? So maybe SummerSlam, potentially. I still think I still think it's Mania. I, mm. I don't know how you – I just – I don't know how you don't do it. Like, I, I think it's got to be Mania. I want them to do it at WrestleMania. I need them to do it at WrestleMania. I don't need another delay. But the Dwayne play just changed everything. Australia is very attractive. Like fans will wake up early in the morning to watch this show. And I think that we'll be better off for it. But of course, the most eyeballs you will get is, of course, WrestleMania in Philadelphia. 
in prime time when when everybody can see it. So it's just a matter of how WWE wants to play it. But yeah, I would love Elimination Chamber for this match between Dwayne and Roman to go down. But knowing WWE, it's WrestleMania. And I guess the most secure person still is for now, CM Punk. Because at least he'll main event a night of WrestleMania. Yeah, but uh, it's still, there's nothing like that night two. So, I, I, you know, I still think Cody's closing out night two. I, you know, Cody, Roman, run it back. I think Rock and Roman is the, uh, I think Rock and Roman is the, the, the elimination chamber. Let's not forget Rock is not opposed to working elimination chambers. Uh, when he came back and won the WWE title from CM Punk, he worked the elimination chamber, had a match with CM Punk, and I'm, if I remember correctly, I think that's the match where we blacked out. CM Punk got a phantom pin on him, and then they ran it, you know, reversed the decision, all that bull crap. But <laughs> he's not opposed to working the elimination chamber. So I, I think he he goes over. I think he goes over there. We get the huge match over there. That crowd would – you wouldn't have to do a lot for that crowd. And I think you could work a Hogan Rock-esque match with Roman Rock. I think you could work a very similar style match where it's very basic, a lot of playing to the crowd, a lot of theatrics. And that way, Rock doesn't have to do a lot. And you can have a good to great match because let's keep it a, let's keep it a buck. The Hogan-Rock match, that's not a work rate match, but man, is it enjoyable watching them to interact with the crowd and the way the crowd flips it and the way they just go with the crowd. So you work a style of match like that with Rock Roman in front of that type of crowd, you could main event. You could you could put them out there for 10 minutes or so and let them even more, really, especially if you're just playing to the crowd and, and just talking to them and letting them just feel the moment. So I I, I think you do it that way. And if you if the Rock's gonna be at WrestleMania, let him be at ringside. Let him be the enforcer. You know he's going to play a part in the finish. You know there's going to be a whole bunch of shenanigans at the finish anyway, so why not just have Rock there? That is very true. And I was, I was just thinking about it in my head a while ago, thinking about, you know, 21 years ago, no way out at the time before there was Elimination Chamber pay-per-view officially in WWE. And we had Hollywood Rock come to WWE as a full-blown heel after he got booed during the 20th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Those fans were brutal that night when he was live via satellite to accept his award. But then he feuded with Hulk Hogan to run it back at the February pay-per-view. So it's not uncommon. And hell, even Stone Cold made his return to WWE at the February pay-per-view. No way out now. Elimination Chamber. And one thing that I always like to point to is let's never forget Brock Lesnar was beaten the pay-per-view right before uh, WrestleMania by Eddie Guerrero. So like you never know what can happen at these pay-per-views right before the big show. Uh, I I'm pretty sure Cena won a title right before at elimination in an elimination chamber um, on the way to the title. So I, I, like I said, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I like, there is an argument to be made on both sides. I don't think there is a wrong answer. I just, my gut is just telling me Cody's finishing the story this year. And I want to trust your gut. I really do. And thanks for that memory. Brock lost Eddie Guerrero 20 years ago, next month, no way out. Cow palace, San Fran. That was a moment in Michael Cole. One of the greatest calls of his career at the time. Michael Cole be on one sometimes. Every now and then, especially well, lately here, he's kind of been pretty consistent. But back then, every now and then, he would show you the flashes. Definitely. Flashes of greatness. And that was a beautiful memory and a reminder that things do happen a couple of months before WrestleMania. It's not inconceivable. So here's to Scott's hope and prayer that Cody Rhodes finishes his story in Philadelphia because he's buying the wrestling <laughs> um, club, the kids, the lovely, lovely kids in NYC tickets and hotel accommodations to WrestleMania 40. And I want those kids and Victor to be able to see Cody finish his story in the main event. Anything other than that, quote Charles Barkley with that degree commercial back in the day, if you remember, would be uncivilized. Terrible. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, you can't have Cody invite all those kids out and be their hero, and then they're and then for them to literally watch their hero lose again in the main event and come up short. Like, what do you say when you come back? Sorry about that, guys. Maybe Roman <laughs> will take you next year. You know, like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. You can't do that. So, yeah. After you told me that, Cody's finished at the store. Yes. I mean, he's paying oh, okay. what? Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I say yeah. that. I say that. Cena brought out all those Make-A-Wish kids. Sure in did. In the opening match. Sure and did. And took a L. And took yes, a straight he did. up L. Yes. So, so what do I know? Well, um, a win isn't guaranteed is what we found out. So Cody can spend all that money for those lovely children to see him lose. And they will still have the time of their lives. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this yeah, could be Cody, a mess. Man, you, listen, dude, you have a responsibility kids <laughs> not a responsibility to these kids oh you know what i'm saying man just just do the right thing that's all i'm gonna say just do the right thing okay all right we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this for wrestlemania night two in philadelphia in april we're gonna hope that cody finishes his story for those kids and if he doesn't he's got some explaining to do and i just hope that he has a hug for all of them because that will be something to really I'm getting um, flashbacks to Scott's tots. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We have to quickly move on. I'm getting very sappy and emotional. Go, Cody. Finish your story. As we get to more depressing stuff for Scott. So, you know, on the show, we always got to dive into the Western Conference Finals for the NBA. Or the Western Conference standings, I should say. Not finals just yet. Jumping ahead to May, I say. But the standings are, let's get to the top teams. Timberwolves are 25 and 9. The Oklahoma City Thunder are 23 and 11. The Denver Nuggets are 25 and 12. The Clippers are 22 and 12. The Kings are 21 and 13. The Mavericks and the Pelicans are tied 21 and 15, 6 and 7. The Suns are 19 and 16. The Rockets are 17 and 16. The Warriors are one game below 500, 17 and 18. And the Lakers are in the 11th spot, 17 and 19. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. Bad, bad month. And most importantly, Scott has been lamenting about this for over a year, talking about Darvin Ham, the head coach for the Lakers. And it has now come out via an article by The Atlantic that, or The Athletic, one of those publications have noted there is now tension in the locker room that perhaps LeBron and other members of the team are not buying in to the Darvin Ham game plan. And hey, it would not surprise me in the least if there are some changes coming our way before the trade deadline. We're about to see a modern day Bill Russell. Um, LeBron's about to become player coach, take the reins. Um, one other thing I just want to talk about with the NBA and, and Shams in particular, old buddy Shams, before we move on, everybody get real cozy with Shams and be like, Hey man, things ain't going too well. Shout out Jonathan Kaminga was like, let me holler at Shams and get a fresh cut. Um, you know, it's just like, come on. Anytime there's any type of drama, it's always Shams that drops the news you know like what's up with this is this is he is he everybody's therapist why is yes. everybody going to this man to be dropping shams this? is the like, therapist what is this shams is the go-to guy to reveal all of your problems to oh and you go God. to warch for all of your free agency t-bombs and trade deadline information but shams is the guy you go to to aggrieve yourself about what's going on with your teams Every time I look up, Shams like, just heard that this player is real disgruntled with what's going on in the locker room. He's not happy about it, so he went and got a haircut to clear his mind. It's like, come on, dude. What are we talking about? <laughs> Kaminga said that Steve Kerr doesn't believe in me as a player, so I want to be traded. But don't tell him it was me. Don't, don't say, say it was me. 
You just said you hurt from someone. Who, who else would say Steve Kerr's lost faith in Jonathan Kaminga? Except Jonathan Kaminga. And now they're shopping him around because they're trying to save the season. But Bring yes, to the Lakers, we could use them. We could use an explosive wing like that. We'll, we got we got Gabe Vincent over there stealing thirty three million dollars from us. So we'll <laughs> we'll give him up in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that is what's happening around the NBA right now. Scott's Lakers are going through it. They're having a time at the moment, but I think they'll bounce back. They'll be okay in time. But yes, I do think that we're going to be in store for the LeBron James player coach era to get his team out of this funk. I predict that by the all-star break, the Lakers will be well above 500. I don't know about well above, but we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be teetering. We'll be right there on the seesaw. But after the, after the all-star break, after we get healthy, we'll be good to go. All right, we're going to hold us to those predictions. And that's a wrap for what's going on in the West Side of things. You know, East Coast going to be what they're doing. You know, Boston's Boston. Atlanta's Atlanta, whatever. We're not going to really dive into them that much right now because they're basically trying to trade everybody to build around Trey Young. Good luck with that. It's Atlanta, so. Yeah. I, I can't even disagree with that. Who am I to say that you're wrong? You're not. As we now transition to NXT New Year's Evil going down this past Tuesday on USA. Now we're going to play a game because Scott did not see the two hour broadcast on USA Network because his recording did not record properly. Instead, he watched NXT on Hulu, the one hour version. And he's going to tell me the things he saw during this one hour of NXT New Year's Evil, and I would try my very best to fill in the blanks for your listening pleasure. So, you know, I saw the women's title match. I saw Lyra and Blair out there wrestling, and I just, uh, my main takeaway from that match, which was fine, it was just that I, I just don't, I, there's, there's not a lot of luster there with Lyra, man. Like, I, I, I was rooting for Blair, and that's I just I see more with Blair. I think they can do more with Blair. Um, I just I don't know what else. Just Lyra is not doing it for me. But I saw that match. Match was fine. Um, but yeah, then we moved on. Uh, I saw Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. Again, match was fine. This is kind of where it felt like a regular NXT, and I know they couldn't have their big main event like they wanted to. Um, I also saw. Uh, Oba dominate looking like the Nigerian king that he is. Good lord, that guy is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, he's gonna be something special. Uh, Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin saw them one them form a tag team. Looking forward to them taking over the Dusty. And uh, I uh, also saw the main event and Trick Williams, it was fine, like everything was just fine on the show. Yeah, very fine. It was all right. It was just a show. It pulled a very good number for them. You know, was narrowly about to beat the demo for Dynamite head to head, you know, the day afterwards. So that was very interesting. But yeah, the show was fine. I think the show took a hit when we found out that Ilya Dragunov would not be cleared to compete against Trick Williams for the NXT Championship. And this could be a situation where they're waiting into NXT Vengeance Day next month to have this championship match, which makes sense. But the bait and switch, if there was some kind of emergency with Dragon Off for real, I totally understand. But it definitely took down my excitement for the show because I was really looking forward to this main event. But some things that you did not see on the Hulu version that I saw on USA Network was this really fun six-man tag team match involving the LWOs, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro, and special guest, courtesy of Dragon Lee and XT North America champion, Carlito versus Damon Kemp, Drew Gulak, and Miles um, Bourne. That's his name. And you missed Joaquin Wilde flying Oh, I saw the catapult. You saw it. Oh, I saw the catapult. The catapult was nasty. I saw the catapult. I was very disappointed that that did not make the Hulu cut, to be honest with you, because I was looking forward to that match. But yes, I did see uh, the catapult, which was 
honestly one of the most impressive things I think I've ever seen. I've just I've never seen it before. It's probably been done, but I've never seen it. The air he caught was insane. It's a lot of faith in your in your in your brothers right there to catch you. Glad they did. But yeah, that was uh that was nasty. The finish was real nice as well. Carlito uh hitting the backstabber and then oh boy hitting the uh didn't look like quite a Phoenix splash, looked like more of a right, maybe a maybe a a I don't know what's what's right underneath a Phoenix. Didn't it didn't quite hit a Phoenix for me. What's what what would you call right underneath a Phoenix? Mm, I would just say probably like a standard four fifty. Okay. So we he had a little twist, a little little corkscrew on it, but I just I don't feel comfortable calling it a Phoenix, especially when you got Nathan Frazier on that roster as well. That is true. I was confusing Cruz. I would say Joaquin like it like a I would say a corkscrew. Okay. All right. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Yes. But I really enjoyed that match. That spot taking all that flight was incredible. And Joaquin reminded everybody how great he is. And I just want him to have that opportunity on SmackDown to really shine in a more traditional basis. Like go out there, ball out, because he can get over with that offense as he did this past Tuesday for New Year's Evil. As we get to another match that you did not see was Ariana Grace versus Roxanne Perez. And it was five minutes. It was all right. Roxanne hit Pop Rocks for the finish. And after the match was over, Ariana Grace basically told Roxanne, they need to calm down. You you need to be nicer. You're you're not so nice right now. And she got on her face and Roxanne Perez lost her shit. She beat down Ariana Grace, put her in a cross face, laughed about it. And the referee decided to reverse his decision and award Ariana Grace the victory. And the fans like choices and Roxanne did not care. She was still going crazy. And Booker T, her trainer, her mentor basically said that she's taking things too far. So I think they are going into this homage to one AJ Lee by having Roxanne Perez lose her shit. I guess I didn't miss anything. Wow. I mean, like, that doesn't excite me for Roxanne. That, I mean, maybe we'll see what happens, but that Roxanne should be, Roxanne should be running that place on the baby face side, the way Tiffany Stratton demands respect on the heel side. And I just don't feel like she's getting that. Yeah. I think it's time for her to get called up, honestly, as well. Not much it's left time. she can do. Not... It's it's long past time. You know, she's done she's done everything there is for her to do. She's way too good to be on NXT at this point. Definitely time to move on up as soon as possible and just thrive on the main roster because she'll be a great asset wherever she lands later this year when they whenever they make that decision. And I think that was the only other match that you did not see on New Year's Evil because there was a lot of talking on this show, a lot of promos I didn't care for very much. The opening match, as you talked about, was Live Vicaria versus Blair Davenport for the NXT Women's Championship. It was all right. You know, I still think that both ladies are lacking a little bit of charisma in terms of getting their characters over in a meaningful way for the people, but a well-worked match and Tatum Paxley is still a fucking stalker as Wednesday Adams. And I'm just trying to see how far they'll take this angle heading into the rest of this year, leading up to probably stand and deliver in April, just in time for WrestleMania weekend. Also, we had Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley, and she'll be a ranch hand for Fallon Henley moving forward. But I got to say for Tiffany that for the first time, she slipped going for the prettiest moonsault ever. And thank God she was able to backflip out of that because it could have been a disaster because her foot slipped ever so slightly trying to hit that finisher. Yeah, very nice recovery. Uh, caught herself. I think she even got a little upset with herself because she was very slow with her hair was over her face. And you, she was probably like, God dang it. I, I slipped on that one. But she recovered well. Uh, the finish of that match was actually pretty clever with the referee holding the chair uh, pulled the chair away from Tiffany and then Fallon came in with the kick. So that was actually a nice finish. Yes. And I don't think that it's going to be like a day. This is going to be like forever 
indefinitely. I need Stratton on the ranch just doing menial duties on the farm. Vic said, Vic said, can you picture Tiffany on that ranch? And Booker says, is that what you want me to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Booker all right, all right, Booker. T. All right, dude. Booker. He said, is that what you want me to do, Vic? Because I will. Shamel like, right, is somewhere watching and listening. The audacity. The audacity of him. The nerve. Horny little horn dog. This rudeness. They have Obafemi versus Riley Osborne to win the men's breakout tournament. These guys got nearly 10 minutes. And Obafemi is such a star. He is a hoss. He's already good at this. He's going to get better with more experience. And I love how he carries himself. I love his promos. I'm just captivated by what he has to say and how he's going to do in the ring. And he was the proper winner of this breakout tournament. And he will vie for a championship of his choosing at a date of his choosing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think he's great. He's he's every he's everything that you could that you could want. Um, he's got the size. He's got he's got everything. He's 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 a, he he's he's got it. I, I think he's great. I think he's great too. A lot of potential. Another team, and there's going to be some teams in the Dusty Cup that are going to be really impressive this year. My team outside of Axiom and Nathan Fraser, they're going to ball out. They're going to be a fantastic team. But I am rooting for Team Assholes, Braun Breaker, and Baron Corbin. They're going to be a great tag team. I cannot wait to see their tandem finisher whenever they, you know, get in the first round of this thing. I think they could be in the finals when it's all said and done, and they could win the whole thing. I firmly believe that. But I love Braun. I truly do. But I have one question. Why is he still here? They don't, I, listen, I will say this. If they don't have plans for him on the main roster, um, let them just run through. And let them, I, I don't have a problem with this. Uh, one thing I've always said, if you have two singles guys, you don't have plans for them, let them run in the tag division, elevate the tag division a little bit. So I'm okay with this, especially for the Dusty Cup. Uh, it brings a little prestige to it. I'm looking forward to Corbin and Braun hitting the end of days into a spear. That should be a nice mm-hmm. and very impactful finish. Should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I think they should be the favorites to win it all. 
Yes, go team assholes. I'm rooting for them. And I did notice very recently that Braun changed his name on Twitter slightly, going by Bronson Steiner now. Well, that's that's an interesting development. Hmm. So I think that when the call up does happen, Breaker will be dropped. Steiner will be in his place. And I am for that because, like I said a couple of years ago, Braun Breaker will not be main eventing WrestleMania, but Bronson Steiner most definitely. He should have just kept Rex. Hmm. Yeah, but I'll take Bronson Steiner. I'll take it. I'll take it. I sure will. But that was well. They're not going to do Bronson because they already got a Bronson. Oh hell! Well, Rex Steiner. Let's let's bring it back. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I'll take it at this point over Braun Breaker, even though I love Braun the wrestler. The name still. It's not going to be a marquee at a WrestleMania at a WrestleMania main event anytime soon. As we get to the main event of NXT New Year's Evil, the new main event was Grayson Waller versus Trick Williams' battle of the Iron Survivor winners from last year and this year. And this match was all right, but the largest story was Carmelo Hayes because he put Trick's championship shot against Dragunov on the line. And Trick was like, what? You don't speak for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to keep my spot. And as Trick was building momentum to win this match, Carmelo comes out and he's sitting on the ring apron and he's distracting his alleged best friend. And Trick is trying to tell him to get down from the apron. And Grayson Waller is trying to take advantage of the situation until Kevin Owens shows up, spooks him. And that allows Trick to hit that winning knee strike to get the win. And Melo, you can tell at ringside, is a little disappointed that his plan did not work. And I also noted that he had a t-shirt and I think he was ready to just put his best friend on that t-shirt and put him down. But he had to pick up that t-shirt and say, not right now. And just faint golf clap and applaud his alleged best friend winning his match to maintain his status as number one contender for Ilya Dragunov's NXT championship. Great storytelling despite the main event. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, they, I, I understand they had to change things up, brought KO in for a nice surprise as well. Uh, Grayson Waller is a good foil for all that. So, yeah, everything was fine. Yes. In summary, the show was fine. Basically, Scott did not miss much from the NXT Hulu feed. It was just all right. An all right show pulled a really good number for them to kick off the new year. So good for NXT and hope to the, and hope that the build to Vengeance Day is a bit better than what we got via this show this past Tuesday. As we get to now, SmackDown, New Year's Revolution going down live in Vancouver this past Friday on Fox. And we kick things off with the finals of the U.S. Championship Tournament to see who will face Logan Paul for his United States Championship at the Warrior Rumble. It was Santos Escobar versus Kevin Owens, a match that went two segments. And Kevin Owens was basically fighting from underneath the majority of this match as Santos went after the broken hand, stomped on and slammed against the ring post at one point as well. But Kevin came through with a rolling senton, a fisherman busted suplex off the top rope, avoided a few near falls from Santos until hitting the stunner for the victory. And he will face Logan Paul for the United States championship at the Warrior Rumble. Logan Paul was on commentary talking a bunch of junk, having no respect for Kevin Owens, wondering how does a Canadian become U.S. champion? I'm like, well, they win the match they're in. That's how they do it. That's how they, that's, that's how they become U.S. champion. But as you know, Logan Paul kept talking, running his mouth to KO. KO returned the favor by knocking him out with the wrist that is hitting him with the cast that is protecting the broken hand, knocked him clean out, gave Logan a dose of his own medicine because he's been knocking people out with his titanium hand for the longest time. But now he got to see stars for a change. And I'm looking forward to Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the U.S. Championship at the Warrior Rumble. Yeah, this is a good match. The Royal Rumble shaping up to be a huge show. Uh, we've got a Logan Paul title defense. We got a Roman Reigns title defense. We have the Royal Rumble in and of itself, which has Cody, uh, CM Punk, just 
to mention two of the top. You have the women's rumble. So the the uh, the rumble is shaping up to be arguably already one of the best cards they're going to put out all year. Yeah, it's shaping up to be that way, and I'm looking forward to it. And they're going to space up everything perfectly in terms of both rumbles and the matches underneath. So I'm looking forward to this match. Could be a show stiller, a clash of styles, but I think the KO is going to deliver against Logan Paul. And, you know, we like to make bold predictions on this show. And sometimes with Logan Paul, I go, it's going to be five stars. No, I'm not going to be that bold this time. I will say that Kevin Owens and Logan Paul will have a four and a quarter star match. I'll go four. Play it safe. Okay. Safe the Miz bet. can take Logan Paul to a four star match. I think I think KO can do that too. He could take him to a four and a quarter. We'll see. We shall. See, even though this man is nowhere near these two shows we're reviewing today, Scott finds a way to insert the Miz. <laughs> into all things to say he gave Logan Paul a four-star match. And I don't think Kevin Owens can pull the extra quarter out. Please don't cap like that on this here air. Shout out to my man, Mike. Shout out to my man, Mike, who put in a hell of a last month. <laughs> he did. He did. Listen, he had a great match against Gunther on TV. I would give him all the credit in the world for that. He delivered against Gunther respect but for you to say that kevin owens ko cannot deliver four and a quarter stars against logan paul but the miz can do four mm, that is bias that quarter hard to get that and quarter's hard, hard to find that quarter's not hard to find why are we sound like the mafia <laughs> that quarter is easy to find I saw stacks up there, so it had me. I was thinking about the quarters, you know. Wait, where my dime? Where, where, where two nickels at? Two nickels down there drowning in Hudson River. Yeah, he gone. He gone. Swim with the fishes. Forget about it. He's going to get a quarter. He's going to get a solid quarter star with Logan Paul at the Warrior Rumble. We'll see. I got four though. I'm playing it safe. Okay, playing it. Okay, four. I got four and a quarter. You trying to be standing for your guy? I don't appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The level of capping is egregious, but I'm, I'm gonna forgive you for that. As we get to something that has been teased for a few weeks because we're talking about it on the wrap, that Karrion Cross claimed to have changed many people in WWE, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, for example. They never were the same after being around him. He shook up the bloodline, but here he is, and he now has a faction of his own, and it was Bobby and the Street Profits coming down to the ring to declare their New Year's resolutions for 2024, and they basically said, we want to win championship gold in WWE. We want to be tag team champs. Bobby wants to be a champion of his own in his own right once again in WWE. And as they continue their spill, we have something flash on the big screen about Karrion Cross, And we have Karrion Cross. We have Scarlett, who now has dark hair, looking gorgeous and lace. And then we have Paul Ellering, who we have not seen in WWE in over four years. And so, I, so when I see Paul Ellering, I know that a certain tag team is not that far behind. And I ain't talking about demolition. So who else could it possibly be? It is the authors of pain. And they attack the Street Profits and Bobby yeah, you down with AOP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. Very catchy. So the AOP, if you're down with them, they attacked Bobby. They attacked the Prophets from behind. Karrion Cross joining in on a beatdown. And we now have a new faction in WWE. So we got a lot of factions on SmackDown, which I like to see. That can give us a lot of rivalries and feuds over 
some titles down the road, but I'm very happy that WWE recognized that no one was going to boo Bobby Lashley. And quite frankly, the Street Profits are miscast as heels. They should be baby faces. Give them back their damn theme song as well, because their song they have right now sucks. Let's reverse all of that. Bring back the solo cups, bring back the music, bring back the vibe they had before. And at some point in 2024, I need to see Montez Ford's babyface push as a single star happen because you gave us that tease this time last year at the Elimination Chamber, and we have not gotten back there since. And, and quite frankly, I'm not happy about it. The guy balled out a year ago and has been forgotten about, not by me and others, but come on, WWE, it's, it's time. Stop playing around. Yeah, this is a good realignment uh, to get Lashley back to babyface. I'm actually here for Karrion Cross turning Montez Ford heel out of this entire thing. And that being the catalyst of his singles push, because, you know, I watching him as this heel these last few weeks or quasi here, whatever he, whatever they tried to do with him. I think he would be a great heel. I think he would be absolutely incredible. Just having this, I'm better than you in every aspect and literally anything you can think of. And there's nothing you can do about it. And just laughing in your face. Like imagine that laugh he does and just him laughing at a baby face after he just laid him out. Like the stuff he does to the heels. I just, I picture him doing that to baby faces and I'm like, yeah, that's it. There was a, they were, when they were facing Rey Mysterio and some other, and uh, LWO and a six man, and they had Rey Mysterio in the corner and Montez and, uh, and Dawkins like cornered him and looked at him real close and were just cornering and getting closer and closer. I was like, that's, that guy's a killer. Montez is a killer heel waiting to happen. As far as uh, AOP and, and uh, Marky Mark, I think what, what? they're going to have to do. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 As far as they go. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Wait, 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 wait. Pause. Time out. Flag on the play. I call a challenge. Who is Marky Mark in go. this situation? Oh, Arian. Marky Mark with tats. <laughs> and a look, ponytail. Yeah, because Paul can't be nothing but uh, but Donnie. At best, at best, he could be Donnie from from Blue Bloods. Oh my god! All right, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he can't he can't be Donnie from New Kids. He ain't a new kid no more. He definitely can't be a new kid. But he could be, he could be on Blue Bloods. But uh, you know, I I think the one thing they're missing, looking at that group as a just as an aesthetic. They just need a leader. Karrion Cross isn't a leader, but he's a great second, great heavy that you have to get through to get to the leader. They're missing a top-level heel to lead that group. That's that's all they're missing, man. And I think then you have something special. Then you have something. But Karrion's not that guy. But he's a great second to have, a great number two. Yes, very, very true. And I have to apologize. I misspoke. It's not demolition. It's World Warrior, Hawk, and Animal. It is World Warriors. Got my teams confused because the similarities are very real. My apologies for that. But I do want to say Paul Ellering is ageless. He's 70 years old. Now that is a white guy whose face don't crack. Looks great. Looks great. Ageless wonder. But yes, I am here for this faction, I apologize for my lack of tag team history. I misspoke earlier about my tag teams regarding who Ellering managed way back when. But I'm here for this faction and how they can dominate on SmackDown moving forward. And I cannot not see Carrie Cross as Donnie Wahlberg from Blue Bloods. You picked the odd Wahlberg for a comparison. <sighs> I mean, good vibrations all around. And definitely uh, Cheddar Biscuits. <laughs> definitely uh, Cheddar Biscuits to Scarlet because she's a wow. She's a bombshell. She's incredible. She is. It's it's hard to take your eyes off of her when she's out there. She's in, she's great. Honestly, like my eyes just went to her when they was on the main stage. Like, yeah, 
she's a beautiful woman and mm -hmm. I love the hair color. I love it. Like she looks good as a blonde, a brunette, just stunning presence for days. Love Scarlett. And I'm here for this faction. Let's see where it goes on SmackDown in the weeks and months to come as we get to probably one of my favorite matches of the week. It was Io Sky versus Michin for the women's championship. Now I've got to say for Vancouver, y'all was kind of dry throughout the night up until the main event, but you woke up for this match at certain spots, which I appreciated, but I thought Meechin and Io Sky delivered a hell of a match. I love the action throughout. Meechin was just able to showcase how great she is in the ring. And she was just doing Snapdragon su suplexes. She was delivering some nasty strikes to Io Sky for a very close near fall. Io Sky was putting in that work with a stunning springboard missile drop kick. And then the spot of the match was two spots, actually. The first was Io Sky delivering a German suplex to Meechin on the hardest part of the ring. You guessed it, the ring apron. And then Meechin responds by countering a power bomb by Io Sky. Well, no, I take that back. She was counting a head scissors off the top rope by Io Sky. And I thought she was going for a power bomb, but instead she transitioned into a middle rope styles clash for a very close near fall that popped the crowd. She was going for pay dirt once again, but she took a nasty spill on a dive that missed no pool in the water there as Io Sky delivered double knees against the barricade to Meechin, double knees in the corner in the ring. And the over-the-moon sought for the victory to retain her women's championship without the help of damage control whatsoever. They stayed in the back throughout this match. But after the match was over, we did go backstage and Bianca Belair was getting in damage control's business, declaring herself for the Women's Warrior Rumble. And she is going to set her eyes on EO Sky's championship. But Dakota Kai tells Bailey to handle that next week on SmackDown to renew their rivalry as the icing out of Bailey and damage control continues. But I'm very happy that EO Sky was able to win this match against Meechin cleanly and that Meechin had a chance to show out to remind everyone how great Mia Gim is in the ring. It was a good match. Uh, probably my probably the second best women's match this week on WWE, but it was a good match. The styles clash from the second rope was a nice touch going back to her, her stable mate. Uh, Cause Lord knows she hasn't learned anything from the good brothers. Cause nobody's seen those guys, <laughs> but uh, it's good to know that her and styles are still getting along. Well, for now, I wonder how he feels about her using his finisher, but she was also oh, not laughing. only that, not only that, using the finisher for you to kick out of from the second rope. He should be insulted. Like, how dare you? Like, if you're using my finisher, it must be protected. And you must win with it. No excuses. From the second rope. From the second rope. Top rope. That's how you do it. But still, very, very nice. No fall nonetheless. And love the performance by EO Sky as well. Very good match. Probably, as you said, second best women's match I saw this week in WWE right behind Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. It kicked off Monday Night Raw for day one a week ago. As we get to the main event of New Year's Revolution, it was a triple threat match to determine who will face Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. It was Randy Orton versus LA Knight versus AJ Styles. This was a better than expected match. I thought that all three guys showed up, showed out. We had Randy Orton delivering belly-to-back suplexes to both LA Knight and AJ Styles on the announce table at various points. And then we had LA Knight return that favor to Randy Orton at one point as well. Just some great near falls. We have poor Charles Robinson going through it as he was basically stopped from making pinfalls, got pulled out the ring. LA Knight got busted open. Randy Orton was vintage and what he did in their ring against AJ Styles. And the spot of the night was AJ Styles going for a phenomenal farm and Randy Orton caught that dude with an RKO out of nowhere in midair. Popped us, popped the crowd, and LA Knight pulled Charles Robinson out of the ring to stop the count. And from there, we had some bloodline interference courtesy of Roman Reigns, J Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. They beat up Orton, LA Knight, 
and AJ Styles. They just demolished all three guys. Nick Aldis, the SmackDown general manager, was at ringside watching all of this. And Roman Reigns basically said, oh, you try to tell me that this is your show and things go through you. No, actually, things go through me. What about? And he tried to reassert his dominance as the one who runs SmackDown around these parts. He orchestrated the beatdown. He orchestrated the beatdown on all three guys, hit the Superman punch, the spear, on everybody cleaned house and then nick aldis pulled paul Heyman to the side and he was not phased by what happened in fact he told roman well he told paul to tell roman okay so since he did what he did let roman know that now this triple threat to determine who we face at the warrior rumble is now a fatal four-way let your client know about that and he walks away like a G and Paul Heyman is flummoxed at this. It was a very clever way to end the show, but letting us know his decision or Roman Reigns will find out by watching the show or Paul Heyman telling him in the ring when the camera stopped rolling. All this has been arguably one of the best hires they've had. He's been, he's been awesome. He's been a great GM. Uh, the Roman beatdown of Nick Aldis is going to be legendary. Uh, you know, and there, that, I guess there is a, there is a part of me that's like, you, you have stuff you can do with Roman to continue the story with Cody. Uh, if Cody were to lose at WrestleMania, like you got this Aldis match in your back pocket whenever you want. Like that's, that's building. That's, that's not happening. This isn't happening by accident. Um, and I, I very much look forward to Nick Aldis stepping in the ring because He's his presence and his promo, like he carries himself like he's the most important guy in the entire room. And that's standing next to Roman Reigns. And it's like I I look forward to that. Um, but yeah, the segment was good. The match was very good. Randy Orton's goaded, in my opinion. It's my that's my favorite wrestler. So he's he's goaded to me. Um, and I'm I'm taking advantage of every opportunity I get to see him in these uh, twilight years of his, especially coming back from that, that long injury. So I I'm, I'm enjoying all of this. Uh, people talk about the LA night pop going down a little bit. I don't feel it. I just feel like it's just not him in the spotlight right now. So he's not getting that same pop. But once they put him back in the spotlight, he's going to be right back to where he was. So there's that AJ Styles decided to take Baron Corbin's uh, waiter pants. And now he's wrestling in those. So that's a choice, but <laughs> who am I? Uh, yeah, but as, as I said, the match was fine. Match was good. I'm sorry, match was good. You know, you are so sneaky saying that AJ Styles is wearing Baron Corbin's Applebee's pants. Well, if they weren't Baron Corbin's, whose pants were they? You know what? You're very shady and you're not wrong. And I appreciate you for that. Choices off top, but I like the pants, they're different. I approve. They remind me of those pants AJ came back with in, in TNA when he had like, when he did the lone wolf thing and he had the mom cut going on for a little bit, like the little, <laughs> the little comb over going on. I hate it. These so so kind of remind me of like this. Oh yeah. That, that haircut was awful. Um, and I remember him giving one of the worst promos ever when he came out, but that's, that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but the pants, the pants, I just, choices you know i don't know why he's doing it trying something new it's fine but at some point you're gonna have to take him back to whoever to applebee's because that guy's probably missing his pants and i'm sure you don't want to make him die for another pair oh my god i can't with you but the flashback i just got was that that soccer mom haircut that aj had was so ugly and his promo skills were so bad at the time he's grown so much in the last 10 years or so growing into his true self as a performer and listen he can make applebee's pants look good they were very snug i like he's really doing kind of the lone wolf thing here in wwe upon his return to wwe you know in the last few weeks or so got the hood got the pants on looks good haircut much better this this day and age versus what we got back in tna but yeah it was just something for sure. And um, Applebee's. I thought we were done with that. I really did. Yeah, I guess not. You know, I, I don't know if he gets whipped cream with the, you know, any of that, but two straws, one shack, you know, but whatever he wants to do, it's his choice for Applebee's.
two straws, one what? <laughs> oh man! It's just, it, listen, what's important is that he gives the pants back. That's that's the only important thing, and all I'm worried about is that that worker gets his pants back. That's never going to happen. Well, I guess a worker's going pantsless for a while. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I cannot. Truly. But that concludes Fashion Police, the rap edition, in honor of Fandango and Tyler Breeze, as we talked about AJ Styles' Applebee's pants. What a time, what a time. As we actually going to end the rap early, real early, because we talked about Monday Night Raw via the YouTube edition. So this is basically the tidy up version of what you can expect for the week ahead for WWE. But before we go, it's now time to reveal the best damn television match we saw across WWE television this week from SmackDown, Raw, NXT, New Year's Eve, well, maybe NXT, Level Up, Hell, even main event. But Scott, your pick for the best match you saw from WWE this week. Uh, so I, the best match was Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, but my favorite match was Be- Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. I thought that was a, just a great, great match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I love Seth versus Drew McIntyre as well. That near fall of all was just perfect. And I'm blaming Drew because you got the man's foot on the ropes. How could you? But yeah, congrats. Best match of the week. Runner up for me would be Becky versus Nia Jax on Monday Night Raw. That was really good. And Neo Sky versus Meechin was really good as well. Really nice week of action for WWE across the board to kick off 2024 as the road to WrestleMania begins at the Warrior Rumble in roughly three weeks' time in Tampa, Florida, the St. Petersburg area. Tropicana, Tropicana Field is going to be quite the show, and I cannot wait. It's going to be quite the time to check out all things WWE to kick off that road to WrestleMania season officially as you put a bow on this week's wrap right here on the Fight Game Media Network. I want to thank Softy Scott Young for joining me as we chop it up to recap the week that was for WWE. Thank you for having me, Keela. As always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I look forward to next week to see what shenanigans that uh, Hunter HBK has in store for us for NXT. Looking forward to see what, what Triple H has got in store for us for Raw and SmackDown. And you know what? I saw a promo that might have me intrigued to watch NXT level up. So who knows what's going to happen next week's show. You NXT level up? Really? Yeah, some as a as a fellow light skinned brother who uh real soft talker with his glasses on, and then he took his glasses off and was like, "Buddy, you don't want to see me get angry." So I want to <laughs> see him get angry and see what happens. He was in the breakout tournament. He's actually not bad in the ring. I'm not here for the the shades thing. Is given like the Hulk for some reason. Like I take my shades off and I get really yeah. smash angry mad. But when I put my I glasses on, get angry. I'm Clark Kent, and I'm a nerd, but I'm cute. So, yeah, I, I like him. I got to support the light-skinned brothers. I do. He's a looker, not going to lie. So, um, one cheddar biscuit for right now. It's got to show me more. One biscuit. One biscuit is all he's going to I'm going to tell get. you something. I'm going to tell you something. If you give me one biscuit instead of a basket, I'm going to tell you just to keep it. And when I get enough <laughs> to get a basket, then I'll take it. But I'm not just going to take one biscuit. Okay. Whatever. He'll take the biscuit. He'll do what he got to do. He probably would take the take the biscuit. Yeah, he'll take the biscuit. That's a compliment. One of me to come. I just got to see what he's going to do in the ring and just hope for the best. But with that, that is a wrap for everything WWE. We'll be back next Monday right here on the Fight Game Media Network to recap the week that was for WWE as we begin week two of 2024 covering Raw, SmackDown, and NXT for your viewing and listening pleasure. So for myself and for Salty Scott Young, enjoy the week ahead for WWE. Stay safe out there and enjoy everything to come as we're getting ready for the Royal Rumble and ultimately WrestleMania season as well. Until then... Take care and bye-bye. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money and 